that was a huge pivotal moment for him. And he was sitting at home with his wife and daughter and was having breakfast and was eating his scrambled eggs and having his coffee. And he was just kind of pondering how his eggs would always get cold. And it was really frustrating for him. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And he's like, why in this day and age, we have all this technology here, you know, like, why can't my dishes keep my eggs warm? That's Jolene Abbott from Ember Technologies telling us how cold eggs led to starting a company specializing in temperature control. Welcome to Uncooked, a podcast serving up raw insights for marketers as we hear the unfiltered truth from industry experts, brands, and the target audiences we serve in their own words. I'm your host, Jacqueline Lieberman, and today on Uncooked, I am so excited about my guest, Jolene Abbott, SVP, Head of Global Marketing at Ember Technologies, Inc. What? You've never heard of Ember? Well, I became a fan of Ember about a year ago after buying my first coffee cup when an ad promised it would keep my beverage at the perfect temperature. For anyone who has ever microwaved their coffee cup multiple times in a single morning, you could see why this ad spoke to me. It's definitely one of those products you don't think you need until you actually have it. Once they wrote me in as a customer, I had to have them on the show. So let's dig in. I'd love for you to describe to the audience exactly what Ember is, because I know it and love it and really kind of stumbled upon the brand. And I would love for you to really explain what is Ember as a temperature company? What does that mean? So overall, Ember is a design-led brand, and we're first and foremost a temperature control brand. Our mission is essentially to transform the way people eat, drink, and live. And what that means is really, you know, as we look at it, temperature plays a role in all aspects of our life, whether we even realize it or not, you know, on your day-to-day basis. So, you know, the temperature of your food, the temperature of your coffee, your thermostat, you know, with Nest thermostat coming out, being able to kind of control the temperature for your personal preference. It's really an interesting concept. And and I think Nest is a good example because that's kind of where people start to really kind of understand personalization versus something just kind of being hot and cold, you're able to really set the exact temperature, control it from an app and really kind of create like a personal structure in your home around what you like in different rooms. And Ember kind of similarly is a way to personalize your drinking temperature exactly the way you like it. So we have a travel mug in market now. Then we also have the Ember mug, which is more like the kind of coffee mug. And they allow you to set your precise drinking temperature with an app or on the travel mug, you can actually do it directly on the mug. And it's all about kind of that personal preference. And and it's an interesting thing is people don't know what temperature they want to drink their tea or coffee at until you use it, mainly because there was never a way to do it before. You you wouldn't know because there was no way to control it. And, And when you say like 135, 135 degrees, no one really understands what that means yet until you have an ember mug. And then you're like, okay, now I know I like my coffee or tea at 135 or 120. Yeah, I mean, because I'm sure people listening right now, I'm sure people are going to be like, why do I need to control the temperature of my coffee or my tea? And I am here to tell you people that it's much more than hot and cold because it's true. There's too hot, there's too lukewarm, and there's a sweet spot. And until you know to control it, you don't know what you don't know. That's all, exactly. I, that's all yeah. I can say. That's exactly right. And I will say that was kind of one challenging with COVID because ha- getting 
that experiential piece for Ember was so important because exactly what you just said, like I hear it time and time again is until someone tries it, it doesn't quite click and then they use it and then it's like game over. You can't use another coffee mug. You can't use another thermos ever again. It really is such a game changer. And then once you have your perfect temperature, it will keep it there. So it's very high tech with batteries built into the mug. So it's not like a hot plate that you have to keep your mug on. You can take it to different rooms. You can have one by your bedside, one in your you know home office, as we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And then the travel mug has about three hour battery life. So for road trips, commuting on the go, and it'll hold that exact perfect temperature. And that's what's really unique versus something just being really hot. If you've ever, you know, use some of those thermoses, you pour your coffee in there, it's scalding hot, but you don't quite know it. And then if you're driving, you know, you take that first sip and, <laughs> and burn your mouth and, or like lukewarm, you know, you make a cup of coffee at home and the first sips are great. And then it instantly gets lukewarm. And if you're like me before Ember, I was always going to the microwave or forgetting my coffee in the microwave. I don't know why I would do that all the time. I would open up the microwave and, and see my coffee cup sitting in there from earlier in the morning. Yeah. And then you're like, Ugh, yeah. I'm over it now. Yeah. And oh, you yeah. Dump it. yeah, dump yeah. it. So yeah, it's kind of funny, right? It's a simple pleasure, but it's something that we all relate to. It's many people drink something, whether it's tea or coffee in the morning or throughout the day. Mm-hmm. It's very human. We all understand that kind of pain point of microwaving coffee or having it too hot or too cold. It's very universal. And so I think that's where Ember is unique is that it kind of connects with everybody. <laughs> so it's a very broad audience. It's not just about keeping things hot or cold. It's about the need for precision, the need to have it perfect. Okay, this is what I mean about not knowing you need a product like this until you actually have it. Ember developed a product in the sweet spot, that spot, that amazing intersection between the brand purpose and an audience pain point. In Marty Neumeyer's best-selling book titled The Brand Gap, he cites that the goal of branding is to move customers up the four rungs of the brand ladder. So it starts at the bottom with satisfaction, then it goes to customer delight, then to customer engagement, and then finally, the highest rung being customer empowerment. So I started thinking about that, and it couldn't be more accurate to my experience with Ember. I was initially satisfied pleasantly that the product showed up on time. I'd have really low expectations, by the way. But it was in a well-designed package, worked immediately out of the box. I was delighted when it continues to work every day and do what it promised to do. I'm in that customer engagement phase where I've gone out of my way for the brand as evidenced by this podcast. And finally, customer empowerment, the top of the ladder is the holy grail, which I'd be really sorry if Ember went out of business. I'd actually really miss them. I would really love to understand what's interesting and cool about Ember's origin story that people should know about. And I'm thinking back specifically to our initial conversation when you were talking about Clay and you were talking about that he's kind of an inventor and he likes to tinker and you have the culture of problem solving. I would love to understand just a little bit about that as an origin story. So Ember is founder run. Alexander invented Ember, created it, and runs the company today. So it's really kind of a a fun, like charming story in the sense that it's so true to him. He's an inventor, serial inventor and entrepreneur. He'd had several companies before he launched Ember, one of which was a lighting company. And he 
developed an LED light bulb that he ultimately sold to GE. And so after that moment in his career, he was kind of thinking of, okay, what do I do next? Ember is a temperature control brand, and we plan to disrupt how the world eats, drinks, and lives. It all started with scrambled eggs. I was eating scrambled eggs in 2009. I get about halfway through my eggs and they get cold on my plate. And so I started strapping RC car batteries and temperature control circuitry to the dinner plates in my kitchen. And I created the world's first self-heated dinner plate. And I started eating meals off of it. And it was amazing. Like salmon, you get all the way to the last bite and steam comes out. And so I remember thinking to myself, what about other forms of dishware or even drinkware? So I literally built this prototype of a self-heated travel mug, and it looked like it was from outer space. I would carry it around town and drink out of it, and it was like, amazing. Although the idea for Ember came from a dinner plate, our first product was a mug, because every culture on Earth has a hot drink as part of their ritual. We didn't want a lot of screens and knobs and buttons, and so we made it human and familiar and we put the technology in the background. So you would say Clay's credentials in terms of why would we believe any of this is that in his early days, he was an inventor of sorts, and that's kind of in his DNA. Absolutely, yeah. I like to talk about the DNA of a company in terms of what are the fundamental and distinctive characteristics of a brand that's unchangeable and unchangeable by marketing objectives, business objectives. It's the thing that always stays the same. And I call that the raw truth of a brand. And I would love to understand what's Ember's raw truth. Impeccable design is extremely important to us. The amount of detail that has gone into making the Ember mug is incredible. And people knew the hours and everything on the travel mug to like the, the specific draft angle of the lip where you hold it to the lid design and Clay went through and the design team went through so many iterations of the travel mug lid to make sure that not only does everything look beautiful, but that it feels good in the hand, that it's useful. The travel mug, like it kind of scoops out a little bit. So you can actually, when you take a sip, your nose doesn't hit the mug. Things like that. And, And it has a 360 degree kind of, you can drink from any side of it. And so you with your kind of busy or on the go, you're not looking for that tiny little kind of hole to get out of. So right. all of these details are so important to Ember that getting the perfect shade, every single thing we do is so well executed and so flawless, but to the end consumer, things that you, you wouldn't think about, but it seemed very simple. But to Ember, we know, you know, the amount of detail, like the Ember mug is like almost over-designed. It's, it's quite high tech. <laughs> for the, the idea that it keeps your coffee at the perfect temperature. But there's an enormous amount of technology and kind of simple things that were built in. Like, for example, on the Ember mug, you never have to turn on and off again, which was intentional design. Because we knew that people aren't want to, you don't want to open your cupboard and have to like turn something on or, you know, go mess with an app to turn it on. You just want to pull it out, you know, make your coffee, however you want to make it and enjoy it. Yeah. And so it's designed really smart. So you don't have to, you can still kind of live your daily life as it was meant to be without having it interrupt your life. So for us, technology needs to be in the background and needs to work for you, but it doesn't need to be kind of in your face. And that was also part of the design as well. As you can see, our products don't look high tech. 
you know, there's a small little LED light that will kind of shine on the ember mug so you, for your notifications. Other than that, there's, you know, no visible buttons. There's not, a, it's not super flashy. It's very beautiful. Same thing with the travel mug. The new version, you actually have to tap the logo to see the whole white bar appear because we want it to be a beautiful product that you want to sit on your desk and that just seamlessly incorporates into your life. And I think that's why, you know, we're not rolling out a lot of new colors and, and a lot of new products because it is important to us to do things really well and have it timeless. We want to create beautiful, timeless products. That's great. I love that. I'm writing down design-led precision timeless. Those are great core tenants of a brand DNA. I love that. Do you have a brand purpose articulated at Ember? Not officially. We say at the kind of at the, at the top of the show that we want to create products that help transform the way people eat, drink, and live. So that really is what we live by. And that opens up multiple categories for us. So we have our consumer line, which the coffee cups, but we also have another side in the medical world. So we're looking at creating coolers that can keep temperature sensitive medicines at the right temperature. Oh, cool. And so it helps with transportation. It helps cut down on waste. You can ensure that these very sensitive products arrive when they need to arrive at the correct temperature. So it's very broad, but the way that we look at it is temperature control and that importance can really infuse into kind of every aspect of our life. So that's kind of our core belief at the company is like, what can we do as a company of inventors and innovators to kind of make everyday products better? Like how can we improve on everyday products in a meaningful way? We do not like the word gadget. We're not, (laughs) we don't want to be seen as a gadget really have to be purposeful and meaningful and impactful for people's lives, whether it is something as simple as your daily coffee or something more widespread is creating a, a safe way to transport medicine. That's so great. I think that's fantastic. The key to creating fans for life is creating products with intention and being absolutely obsessive. An obsessive focus on making the best quality product or delivering the best quality service and being so obsessive about the little details that goes into exactly that execution. It's about being consistently great and having a set of standards from the first customer experience to the hundredth. I've said this before, but it bears repeating because I keep hearing this consistent drumbeat. This is why it never matters what we're marketing, because if we find that the product has been created with deep care and attention, then people will give us their attention willingly. Let's move on to who buys Ember and how do you attract these people? Let's talk about marketing. Initially, because we are a technology product, we did attract the kind of Silicon Valley crowd when we first launched, when we were baby new. <laughs> People hadn't quite heard about us yet. But then we did a really amazing expansion with Starbucks. So we ended up launching the Ember mug in about 4,600 Starbucks stores nationwide. And they were incredible partners. It was such a great way for us to kind of get that broad mass exposure. And really what we found is it's, it's like it's almost even 50-50 male-female split. <laughs> okay. And we do have, you know, kind of 25 to 35-year-old customer, but that is changing as we just get more awareness. We're seeing a lot of 55-plus growth in our customer base. And I think, you know, Ember is such a giftable product. So I think there's a lot of kids who gift Ember for their parents or their grandparents. 
And again, I think that it's kind of a blessing, but also a challenge is that because Ember appeals to so many people, it's challenging. Like, how do you narrow down your focus when we are a startup, we have limited budget and we, we have to focus at this stage, of course. And so it does become challenging to know kind of how and where you want to spend your marketing dollars. But I will say like, we kind of have a primary demographic of 25 to 35 year olds. We do focus a lot of our efforts on paid digital. It's really successful, but I do know that we do need to expand beyond. We're doing now kind of in-home mailers. We're looking at other interesting ways to reach the Ember customer, but it really is everybody. And that's what makes the product so unique. It's not you know, specifically a female brand or not just, you know, kind of your early adopter tech brand. My mother who's in her seventies loves Ember. And then there's the kind of college student loves Ember. So it's, it's incredibly broad. Who do you consider to be your most respected competitor? We look at the thermos space. So all of the different dual walled insulated mugs, there's a lot of cool brands and cool players in that space. So I think the closest, but Again, they don't do what Ember does. So we're in a very unique position, at least right now, at least today. We're in a unique position where we're the only ones making what we make. Of course, that will change like anything, right? There's always the first to market. And then in a few years, there's other companies that will launch. And we know that. And I think that's why we've also intentionally created a beautiful industrial design and beautiful recognizable design that sets us apart Mm -hmm. and really investing in our brand because we know that of course down the road competitors will come but we want to relay like Ember created this technology we're best in class and really create that kind of brand following so that way you know we'll be able to kind of keep our ground when that day happens yeah but right now uh we're the only ones (laughs) I appreciate that because I know that to be true but who do you have your eye on there's got to be somebody that you have your eye on. It's like, hmm. Or just the top players kind of in the thermos space. And those brands that we love, like Yeti is a great example. I think what they've done is incredible. Their growth story is just amazing. And kind of in a similar way, they took something that's already existed. The technology, for lack of a better word, has existed. Coolers existed. But they did a unique take on their design and they were really focused on their consumer and they have just built this massive following. And I just admire brands in general that are unique and inventive. And I think what they've done is absolutely remarkable and really exciting. And the products are, they work. I mean, they're, they're wonderful. Yeah. But again, it's kind of just a, a little bit of a different user experience, right? But you know, there's no reason why you can't have both. They have camping and things like that and cooling, you know, keeping things cold. I think a lot of our customers probably do have multiple thermoses and an ember mug and an ember cup. So I think there's room for kind of all players. Mm-hmm. We're just unique is that, you know, we are the tech brand, which really kind of adds a very different component. But I think those players in just like the thermos world are really interesting. They have a lot of cool stories and, and cool, you know, cool brand cachet. Yeah. I mean, I think for sure Yeti has that, even though the technology existed, I think they improved upon it somehow because there's definitely a marked difference between the stuff we used to have versus what they are producing in terms of keeping things cold or hot. It's good quality. Or even coolers that don't leak. I mean, why it took so long for people to figure (laughs) that out, I have no idea, but they finally got that right. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. That's so true. I love camping and I I completely relate to that. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the channels that really work for you and your target audience? Any partnerships that you're thinking about or have worked in the past? 
Absolutely. So one kind of event that we would do annually that we love and miss this year was the Sundance Film Festival. You know, any cold environment <laughs> works really well for Ember and there's not a lot of kind of marquee events that are centered around winter. Mm. And that one's really special. And it's a unique experience. If, I don't know if you've ever been to the film festival in Park City. I think it's magical. I don't know if it's part of the location or, or being kind of, you know, nestled in the mountains there, the excitement around the film industry. But that's been a really incredible event for us just to get, you know, more awareness, content. We did we do a lot of sponsorships where we would have the, you know, the mugs in like the green room. And then we had a couple of the folks from the festival would like literally take their mug from the green room and walk on stage and be drinking on stage without other mugs oh, fun. introducing their films. That was a great partnership. And we just launched one with Amex for the holiday season. So we were included in their small business gift guide. Actually, the first time they did it, so Amex cardholders can buy Ember mugs using their points. I just really love how Amex has really gotten behind kind of more of like the small businesses and we appreciate that. And so that's still going on. So I'm excited to see the results still, but obviously fantastic brand and and partnership and exposure for us. And we're always looking for new and interesting partnerships. We, of course, the coffee world, we have really great relationships with different coffee brands and love partnering up and whether it be events or a gift with purchase or something like that, that we can offer on our website to really create a holistic experience for customers who are buying an Ember mug. So always looking for coffee partners, but even in the fashion and lifestyle world, what's so fun about working with a brand like Ember is it really just kind of opens so many doors because we can fit really well into a lot of different categories. We're interested in like the health and wellness space with like, you know, tea or even, you know, we've done some partnerships with like matcha brands, kind of moving away from coffee a little bit. So we're really open. I think we just love working with like-minded companies who kind of share our values and, you know, reaching a broader audience. And then also like, what can we do? Like, is our, you know, is our audience helpful? It's never a one-way street. So we really want to be collaborative and make sure it's beneficial for both sides. Yeah, that's great. Do you have brand values articulated or are they just understood? I'd say they're very understood. And we talk about this with like with our hiring. We're very lucky. Our company just really true. I think best in class is such a great word because it applies to our products. It also applies to our teams and our employees. You know, I remember when we were in the office, looking around and just seeing like, we have such an incredible team of people. We work well together. You know, everyone says that about their team. So I know. you're going to have to give me a little bit more than that. What makes them amazing? In everyone's job, they're just, I look around, I'm like, if I ever started my company someday, I would also take them with me. I would hire them, you know, and you don't, you don't usually work at companies where you, you want to take everyone with you. <laughs> and I feel so lucky where everyone works really hard. They're so dependable. And I'm talking about across all different functions. If we work with like, you know, whether it's R&D or our firmware team or, you know, legal or HR or customer service. And I think that's built from Clay. He is a very warm, likable human being. He's incredibly kind and funny and also very, very smart and good at what he does. And I think he infused that into the team very, very early on. Yes, you can hire a lot of high achievers, right? But are they good people? Are they people you want to hang out with? We're a pretty social company. We want to make sure that, that, you know, that our team that everyone kind of just like, you know, melts well together and that we're respectful. And I really admire that, especially as companies grow that you don't have, I don't, you don't have that everywhere where everyone's really respectful of each other. And, you know, we don't have the corporate politics, which is really refreshing. <laughs> I have to say. 
<laughs> really refreshing. Yeah, I could see that. Well, that's a good answer to my question. I appreciate getting into detail. I'll ask a question that might be weird for you to answer, but do you think that the company would survive without Clay involved? I absolutely think it would survive. I think, I mean, Clay is the heartbeat of the companies, but I don't think Clay would create a company that couldn't survive without him. I think he's too responsible for that because then that puts the rest of the company in such a vulnerable state. And that's not who Clay is, right? He's so well-rounded. He's an amazing leader. And I know that's a struggle with a lot of founder-run businesses, and that's a big question. And I think you have to know that going in and you have to set your company up with a really strong leadership team, which he has done with Ember. We have an incredible board, a really experienced, we call it our SLT, our senior leadership team. You are so proficient in all of their fields. So potentially, yeah, I mean, it could, but I think Clay really is the heartbeat and he is the visionary. But as we grow, right, he's so hands-on. And of course, as any company grows, he'll have to grow with it. And he has, and he has by hiring a very senior team, which I really admire. There are a lot of companies rooted in a strong founder story, and at some point, the success and legacy is up to the new people placed at the helm. And I love that Jolene said that Clay would never create a company that couldn't survive without him. Wow. Let that wash over you for a second. That is the epitome of no ego, which seems to be a critical trait when leaders are expected to create and manage people at eye level. In thinking about founders, though, Ignoring the origin story of any company, it's like forgetting being a child or a young adult. Good or bad, those experiences shape the person that you are today. Brands are no different. So as Jolene said, the key is to hire the best people, inspire them with the brand's origin, and give them the keys to shape the future. I'd like to ask one of my last questions I always ask everyone, and I'd love for you to answer, which is in five years from now, can you write the glowing headline of a feature story featuring Ember? What would the headline be? I'm thinking back to my early conversations with Clay and where he wanted to take the company and why I joined. And again, I think it's going back to kind of our core kind of tagline, but the headline would be like, Ember revolutionizes the dishware and drinkware industry. And it doesn't seem as compelling, but there's so many industries and this is one of them where I think it's just ripe for invention. We have big plans to go into many other areas with our temperature control technology. From a self-warming baby bottle, to a heated plate, to keeping drinks and food cool, on to health and healthcare, where temperature can really affect lives. Where we're using our cooling technology to refrigerate medicines and keep them at the perfect temperature for global distribution. There's so much we can do because temperature is one of the few things that affects everyone and everything. It's universal, it's all around us, and we want to harness it in order to improve the way people live. so fun to talk to you and I'm excited to be a part of the Ember story and really help share it. So it's a unique story. I know there's a lot of different startups out there, but I will say Ember is just getting started. More people are finding out about us. And I think the next couple of years are going to be really, really exciting. And thank you for giving us this opportunity to tell our story. In winding this episode down, here are the top insights to take away here. 
Ember technology started by solving a universal pain point we knew we had, but we didn't actually realize there was anything we could do about it, other than microwaving our beverages or just dealing with it. What I think is so brilliant though on the part of Ember was it would have been really tempting to make that first product that heated plate because that was the founder's initial pain point, cold eggs, but they didn't. You know why? They didn't because we would have thought that was weird. A new company trying to sell us a new plate that we've never used before would most likely have failed because the behavior change would have been too great. We all have these categories inside of our heads that we place things in, so they become mental shortcuts the next time we see something similar. So that heated plate, that plate doesn't have a box in our brains yet. Same if they started with the medical angle of keeping medicine at certain temperatures. If they tried to sell us a coffee mug after that, after we knew them as the company that does temperatures for medicine, that might not have worked either. Because we place people, places, and things in these categories and boxes in our heads so it's easy to retrieve them later. Shortcuts. So Ember picked a universal drinking cup because everyone enjoys a hot beverage and we think, oh, thermos, Bluetooth cup, heated, got it. They created a new category within an existing category in our brains. That's pretty brilliant. Every brand has to ask itself, what position do you own in people's heads? Are you making people think too hard with a complicated name or complicated proposition or message? It's key to ask yourself that. The next point is about the attention to detail when doing basically anything product or service related. If you've been listening to this podcast, you'll see that there's a common theme and thread among all of my guests, which is having this obsessive focus on thinking about the customer experience. For Ember, it's right down to creating a notch so our noses don't have to squish against the lid, or the fact that the technology is in the background, barely perceptible within a sleek design. That's the level of detail that makes us fall in love with brands who really get us. So who knows? Maybe our kitchen cabinets will be filled one day with dinner plates powered by Ember in the future. They have huge aspirations, so I'll be happy to say I knew them when. This has been an episode of Uncooked. I'm Jacqueline Lieberman, founder and chief strategist at Brands Crudo, a marketing consultancy. You can learn more about what we do at brandscrudo.com. I want to thank Jolene Abbott for joining me from Ember Technologies. You can check them out at ember.com. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this episode. It's the only way the podcast reaches new people. A quick 60 seconds is all it takes, and your feedback would mean the world to me. Thanks so much for listening.